Follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. I'm Shad, here with Brad. First of all, Brad, how are you? I'm doing good. All right, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you all are with us. Just a little heads up. Matt is fine, but he needed to take a little time uh, time away from the podcast, so he'll be back soon. Everything's all right. We talked to him earlier today, but, uh, you know, for a little bit, it'll be Brad and I, and maybe if we bring some guests on and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> we'll get the uh, shout-outs right here at the beginning. First one, Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the promo code 4CORNERSPODCAST. That's number four. Capital C and Corners, capital P and podcast. Save 10% off your order. It's been a year since the uh, historic floods in East Kentucky. If you would like to help those good folks, go through Apple Shop, appalshop.org. That'll make sure any donations you make get where they need to go. And uh, Brad, are you picking up our other shout-out? Uh, yes, this is uh, for Orlando Clone, who has not been seen since about Thursday of last week. Well, Brad, what happened Thursday of last week? I think it was Thursday it came out. Well, uh, Baldur's Gate finally came out of early access. Early access. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3 has launched, and... Um, Okay, let's let's. Uh... So let, let me get let me first say, um, we have been disappointed by tons of, especially in the the PC RPG space, a lot of nostalgia bait games that have been utter train wrecks for the last decade, and this one happily broke that formula of being yes. a nostalgia bait game that actually delivered, unlike um. The Vampire the Masquerade game that is never going to see the light of day. It's um, so having a good uh, PC RPG is something that I've been hoping for for a while because uh, Path of Exiles doesn't do it for me. I was not giving Blizzard more money and um, oh yeah it Path of Exiles, Diablo, and then Divinity. The Divinity series is good, but it just doesn't scratch the itch for me. And then Baldur's Gate 3 came out. And um, I had I had several friends who had it. And uh, let me take a spin with theirs. And, well, suffice to say that uh, Brad and I have both been at it for a bit. And I think we're going to do some uh, some initial thoughts on Baldur's Gate 3 tonight. Not a review. I don't yeah. review stuff I haven't finished, but some some you know initial thoughts on it. Yeah, and this game, I think this game is gonna have a lot of nooks and crannies that need explored. Like I'm about six-ish hours in, I think, 
mm-hmm. which probably is nowhere near as far as you are. But like, even then, like it's six hours. I'm not super far in the game just because like I'm wandering around, getting into like social situations. I mean, I think through six hours, I've had maybe ten battles. I don't even think I've had ten. Um. So. In terms of game progression, you are probably further along than I am, but here's why. I started playing the game, and the the first character I made was Big Dumb Barbarian, because it's my first time through. Uh, I'm going to try and keep the, the moving parts to a minimum and not overwhelm myself with choices, and so... Big Dumb Barbarian seems like a pretty safe way to go. And then I noticed in some of the dialogue choices that there were specific dialogue choices for Barbarian, and I got curious. And so I made other characters. And there are specific dialogue choices for the classes. There are specific dialogue choices for uh, some of the races. And there's um, also there's also dialogue choices from your background. Yes, and so <clears throat> mixing and matching all those things, I have, I don't know, six or seven characters that I have monkeyed around with a little bit. And um, you can have your companions take certain situations, too. Yes. So you are not in, in playing this game as long as you actually find your companions and you do find I'm, I'm pretty sure that what they did is they put in a mechanism that you can always, if there is a companion that you can have, oh my good sweet lord, um, if there's a companion you can have, then there's a way to access them. Um, well, they, um, they, they gave you, they give you in the initial area, they give you a fighter, a rogue, um, a wizard, and a cleric that you can start with. So that the whatever first, you pick, you yeah. can you can balance yourself out. Yeah, you can make your your initial party pretty uh, pretty easily, um, but you can also have characters you're not companions you're not using go hang out at your camp so that you could swap them in later. And I gotta tell you, um, the fact that sometimes I can be like, hey. You know, I'm playing a rogue in this one, so I'm playing the rogue, and I'm not, um, you know, I'm not going to have, uh, I'm not going to have the rogue that they provided in the party, or I'm playing the uh, the arcane caster, so I don't need to use the wizard or, they gave or me. Or the lesson I learned early is, hey, I'm going to go do what the Gin Yankee wants to do quest-wise. I should leave Shadowheart. At home. Yes. There you, you some of the early companions you get do not um do not get along. Um but the first the first companion you get is a Githyanki fighter. There is no secret about this. That it, you get this companion. It's just given to you outright. The other thing that happens is that um you find another companion that you have to unlock later. Well, as it turns out, it, it, there are some people who, who may have just run on. No, if you do a little bit of exploring before it progresses you to the next section, you can find a way to unlock that companion. And 
you want to, <laughs> you know, that's, that's your support companion. So that that's something you want to do. Yeah. And I don't think you can replace her abilities easy, easily with the other characters. No, you like, if you are playing a, um, if you're playing a cleric, you can do okay, but she she fills a very handy niche. Yeah, none of the other characters quite do it. Like you could get by without a wizard. With like... um, you, you probably want an arcane caster, but if you don't want a wizard, you know you've got options. There's the, the rogue can dabble in it a bit as time goes on. Mm. Yeah, that's okay. So lots of good companions that you can choose to use or not use. Also, lots of really cool um, choices, depending on the choices you make. And the character builder is pretty good, too. Uh, as Brad mentioned, you've got race, class. You have a sub-race, too, because like, I'm like yeah. a golden dwarf, I think. Yeah, you've got race and sub-races. So the dwarfs have sub-races, the elves have sub-races, the gnomes have sub-races, the halflings do, too. Yes, um, and you can pick your pecker. I just skip over that part. Yeah, I skipped the I skipped the pecker uh, checker. Yeah, part. yeah. I mean, okay, amusing, but um, I just I don't worry about that part. But you have all of those things that you can pick. You can sort through the skills you want, and there are race there are subclasses to go with. Just like in fifth edition D anD. d If you have a rogue, the rogue can be a thief, an assassin, or an arcane trickster. The uh, wizard, there's the, the what the eight schools they can pick from, seven yeah. or eight schools they can pick from. The fighter there's, can be. I took the battle master, I think, because the, you get better stuff there. But there's like a champion, and I don't remember what the other one is. Um, it is. Oh, now I'm gonna draw. It's battle master. It's champion, and ah uh, now i can't remember you want to be a champion or a battle master but battle master gets you inspiration and like the um it gets you superiority die and, is what it gets you because and, then you have maneuvers yeah and those really like like being able to do distracting blow to something is like a massive game changer for a yeah battle. or trip attack works really well too um and sweep attack does too because that turns your fighter into an aoe yeah and and you can you can get a lot of damage out eldritch knight is the other fighter one so yeah, that's, that's right yeah that's a fighter with a few spells yeah don't don't go with eldritch now eldritch knight's fine but i would say it's probably not the first fighter subclass you want you would you're only doing that if you want to role play something if you're going optimal you want a champion or a battle master and i'd say you want the battle master personally the the thing the champion is the simple one. The champion doesn't have hardly anything in the way of actives you have to track. Um, it's just like the fifth edition rulebook. And one of the things they've done very well in Baldur's Gate three is they have ported a lot of fifth edition rules into this video game, so that you're not had. You know, if you want to not have to track or make a lot of choices, you can pick a champion fighter or a thief rogue. If you want to have a lot, lot, lot of choices, then you can take a caster and you can decide, hey, I'm going to be a druid 
that has wild shape and spells. I mean, they all have yeah. wild shape and spells, but you can focus on it. Or you can pick what kind of cleric you want to be. Are you a straight up life cleric that just it's like, hey, you know, uh, I'm I'm bringing your health up, or are you a cleric that's like, yeah, I know how to heal. I also know how to rock out. Or are you playing like a war cleric who? has spells but also wears heavy armor and can beat the piss out of things like a fighter can you know yeah all that stuff's built in and if you have played fifth edition it's all going to be very familiar but they've also streamlined some stuff in a very nice way too yeah because go ahead i was gonna say and and the battles have a lot of well so there's a couple things i like one they there's a lot of choices but i like that they streamline things like i like that your group levels as a whole mm-hmm. and i like if someone joins your party the auto level to where you're at like it just makes your life easier and you can someone... also do that with multiplayer too yeah and um it also doesn't it's really good at slowly introducing more mechanics as levels progress mm-hmm. and, the, and the fighter doesn't suck like that's the one thing like I'm always hesitant about D&D is like, oh, God, like I want to be a fighter because I like being a melee character. But it's like they invariably always suck and they do not suck in this game. They do not. One of the things they added were that different weapon types have minor actions. So you are bonus actions you can do with it in the course of the game. When you're in combat, you have move actions, you have standard actions and you have bonus actions. Obvious move actions are pretty straightforward. Standard actions are typically casting a spell or doing an attack. And then your bonus actions can be other stuff. You know, attacking with an offhand weapon. Bonus uh, action. Using a potion. Using a potion. But there are also weapons. So, for example, if you're using a two-handed sword, there is a bonus action called Pommel Strike that can, you can use every two or three rounds i can't remember exactly pommel strike does a d4 damage but also has a chance to daze the person you hit so not only are you you know hitting them for some extra damage with your your bonus action you also have an opportunity to inflict a status effect which will make your game easier and like a bow you can hamstring them or like try to cause bleed mm-hmm. and the and... fighter the fighter is really good because when you the fighter well, okay, so once per fight, the fighter can do a healing action for free, but there is a second one he gets at level two that lets him take another action, so then you can just attack again. And mm-hmm. I don't have it because I changed weapons, but with a with a sword, he had um, a dash attack for a while, so if you were just short of being in melee range or something, um, you could charge forward and hit them. I might have lost that when I gave him a shield, but the the nice thing, though, is... It's really easy to just switch between range and melee. The options are just there, so I, every character I have has has a bow. Oh yeah, you you want to have a ranged option for everybody. Um, another thing that I like is that they've there were a few things they added just as kind of quality of life stuff for the game. So humans. They could not give humans just the straight up what they get in 5th edition. You give them the first level feet, well, that's that's now a problem because there's not a lot of feats in Baldur's Gate 3 to pick from. Feats can give you some pretty sizable 
regularly used advantages. But what they did was they all humans get, I think they call it uh, civil militia background. So humans are proficient with spears and pole arms, like anything that's a pole that would qualify as a pole arm and light armor and maybe something else I can't think of. You just as a human get that out of the gate because you don't get dark vision. You don't get like a racial spell or anything like that. You just get these proficiencies. So my warlock, who is a human, is running around with a spear because I don't have to just carry a dagger as a warlock. You know, I, I have options and I have some light armor I can wear and stuff like that. And it's it was it was a very nice change that made the game more playable. And the the game also like the 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 environments you fight in have a lot of interactivity that reward creativity. So like one of the things I actually like to do and and I knew it from Divinity because Divinity rewarded this type of behavior, but I love casting grease on a group of enemies and then chucking a fireball in there and causing an explosion. Believe it or not, you can just do that with a flaming weapon. Like if you're you if you've got someone who has a flaming weapon and they're fighting in a grease puddle, their weapon can cause the grease puddle to go up. Well, I like doing that, too, if you have, like, a bunch of douchebag barbarians coming at you, because then they have to... Not only did you blow them up and catch them on fire, but then they have to run through, like, burning ground to get to you, and it just whittles them down. Um, The... uh, There are many environmental things you can do that, I'll be honest with you, I keep forgetting about. Because one thing that Baldur's Gate 3 is really good at is there is more verticality in this game for movement purposes than there is in in your typical tabletops game or like previous games that I've played it being able to move up in elevation is not difficult but they have lots of opportunities for you to do it so it serves you plenty well to have your rogue climb the ladder up to the rafters and shoot down from up there for sneak attack stuff yeah. And I didn't even think to do that until I had a goblin do it to me. And I was like, oh, duh, I could totally do that. They did that to me in like the second battle, I think. Um, okay. It's also open ended, like your your progress. There are certain things you're going to go through, but you get to pick the order you go through them in and stuff like that. So after you get through the introductory section the map opens up a little bit and you can go here first, or you can go here first and you can find this or you can find this. It rewards a lot of exploration. Yeah. And it has, it has a shocking amount of social choices. Like I would say my, um, probably my gold standard for social interaction is fallout new Vegas. And I think this actually gives fallout new Vegas a big run for its money there. I think you're right. Uh, New Vegas had some really great stuff that they did for Dial. I mean, Fallout 3 did too, but uh, New Vegas is generally better written. And I like Fallout 3. Don't don't mishear me. I actually liked Fallout 3. <clears throat> the, you know, in Fallout, you had the dialogue where there was the dialogue if your character had an intelligence of 7 or higher or 3 or lower. Or did you have certain perks 
that gave you access to it or things like that. This does that up to that next level, like I was talking about earlier, because their dialogue choices based on backgrounds, race, and class, as well as I'm making a persuasion check, a deception check, something like that. Like, I I, I was trying to get into a goblin camp, and it gave me an option for a nature check. And I was like, hey, is that, that warg of yours, like, from such and such subspecies? And the goblin's like, well, yes, it is. Like, thank you for noticing. And then, like, we had this whole side conversation about, like, this... um this particular type of wolf. Now, the fun part about this is Brad went the route of, Hey, is your wolf one of these? Why? Yes, it is. It's this kind of wolf. Oh, you know, what do you feed him? All the, the way that it went for me was, I was like, yeah, let me buy. And he's like, Oh, you have to put on your face paint first. And it picked up a pile of wolf poop. It's like, you have to put it on your face. And so I slapped it back in his face and started the fight. Like, there are lots of ways this can go. And, honestly, in, in a pretty awesome way. Yeah, if you do it, they just like, oh, yeah, like, come on in. We're about to raid someplace. Join the party. Mm-hmm. And then you go in and they have, like, some poor bard at, like, knife point that they're making sing for them and stuff. It's kind of funny. It's Volo. Volo is doing it from Volo's Guide to Monsters, the, the named character from it. Um I understand that there are some other named characters from – this is set in Faerun. This is not set – well, it's in Baldur's – I think it's in Faerun. I know Minsk but, is uh, around, but I'm disappointed they didn't pay Jim Cummings to come back. Oh, yeah. That, I, guess that, um, I guess that Winnie the Pooh money upped the price. <laughs> I know it's like – it's um. It's the guy from Critical Role trying to do his best Jim Cummings impression, but it's just well, like, it's not the same. You talking about Matt Mercer? Yeah. Well, I can't be too mad at Matt Mercer. I mean, the guy has... I mean, that would be a dream role. I just don't... You just can't replace Jim Cummings. Like, I'm sorry. Like, he gave it a good shot, but um, yeah. he didn't... He just... You just can't replicate the, the personality. He just feels yeah. off. Like in the scenes I've seen, I haven't I haven't gotten to that far yet because I know I think Jahira's around and about too. Uh, I do not know specifically. I have I have five or six companions I think. So one of the things I know is um, okay yes it, it's set in Faerun it's in the Sword Coast so you know okay we've got that. But um, it, it the lore does play into it. It's not just like background. It's not like someone says, oh, you know, I don't like Char. And then that's all you hear. No, like the, the lore of the setting also rolls into it. And it's not so, jerking itself off with it either. It's really not. I, I'm impressed by the restraint on a lot of that sort. Because Baldur's Gate 1, I like Baldur's Did you play much of Baldur's Gate 1? I did not. Baldur's Gate 1 fell into that really bad. Baldur's Gate 2 is better because they got it out of their system in 1. But it would just be like, hey, like, here's Drizzt just because, like, just why the fuck not? Or, hey, here's Elminster just because here's, like, why the fuck not? Right. And it got kind of it, it like they didn't necessarily fit. 
And it's just like, oh, here's here's um Drizzt killing like fifty thousand gnolls, and it's like, okay, well, sure, whatever. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Um, the speaking of restraint, one of the things that impress first of all, if you were to take from what my understanding is, if you were to take all of the um, cutscenes. All of the cutscenes that were available in Baldur's Gate 3 and play them end to end to end, you would have uh, the runtime equivalent to twice of the TV series of Game of Thrones. Um, that's a lot. They don't. But they don't kill you with them though. No. And the NPCs also don't yammer on. Oh my gosh, yes, because. And I played Outer Worlds. I got like three fourths into the game and I got to a new planet and I was I just stopped because I'm like, I'm in a new place and all these NPCs are going to yap at me endlessly because they did in that game. They would just monologue yeah. forever trying to be like, oh, I'm so like zany and, and wacky and quirky. And it's just like I couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, no. Like what I like about this game is the NPCs are like. Like they, did you have you done the goblin in the cage scene yet? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, so so this is a scene where some stuff happened, and this um this tiefling is gonna shoot a goblin in a cage, and you can interact with it however you want. So mm-hmm. however you play the scene out, the scene probably takes two to three minutes max, and I'm probably being like really generous saying two to three minutes. Like it's it's very short and to the point, but if if another game did the same scene, it would be a five minute monologue followed by this big ass like cut scene. And it would probably take you 10 minutes to do this in this game. Oh yeah. It's like two minutes. Yeah. It, it's pretty straightforward. You have an opportunity to dive a little bit deeper. If you make some checks and, and like dig the character motivation out but they're like, okay, this is what's happening. Okay, it's done. Like they don't kill you with it. Yeah. And and I'm pretty impressed. And that they, they they um give you some good character options. Like so, a good one is um Shadowheart, and she has a little artifact that pops up pretty early. And like I pressed her on it once, and she's like, I don't want to talk about it. So then it kept it it kept kind of coming in here and there. And then I just would never press her on again because she said she didn't want to. And then it came up and we actually talked about it later. But then, it, mm-hmm. you know, I just wouldn't press her on it when stuff would happen. Like, well, she said not to. Like, I'm not going to bug her. Yeah. Um, you, you can do that or not do that. And here's the thing is there's reputation sliders for all of the characters. And the more the characters like you you know, the more interactions you have, which does bring up one other thing. Ash, Ash being a salty bitch. Well, that wasn't what I was going to get at. Astarian is, is someone to deal with. Um, but frustrates me because there's things I swear based on how he acts, he should approve of. And he doesn't just because he wants to be difficult. Well, I, I think Astarian's um, I think Astarian's best uh, the best way to sum him up is that he's a selfish prick and he enjoys seeing other people be the same way because misery loves company. Well, he's a 
I have su- suspicions that he's more than just an elf. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They've hinted I've been at, at it. least that far. They've hinted Trust... at it a bit. I think he's, yeah. I think he's some sort of vampire, if I had to guess, based on just, some interactions we've had. Just keep playing. You'll get there. Yeah. Um, they, they'll lay that out. But um, <clears throat> the there there are layers to the characters to understand as you get to know them. The thing I was going to say is, apparently, as you get further along, good lord, this game gets awfully horny sometimes. I was gonna say that the squirrels are fucking douchebags. <laughs> what? What if? I haven't paid much attention to the squirrels. What have you run into with them? Uh, if you look on YouTube, there's a scene where there's a bard playing a tiefling bard, and they look okay. like they're dancing along to the bard. But if you have speak to animals, they're like, "Oh God, this sucks!" Like, let's dance and like try to drown her out with our own singing. Oh wow! And there's okay. another video I saw. And that squirrel was being uber aggressive about something. Okay. I don't remember what it was being aggressive about, but the, any video I've seen of, of a squirrel in Baldur's Gate, they're being like, have you ever seen the Rick and Morty clip where um, Rick gives Morty the helmet that lets him hear animals talk? No. And he, he sees these squirrels and they're talking about overthrowing the Pope. And okay. they realize Morty can hear him. So he runs and, and Rick like takes him out. He's like, he's like, you fucked with squirrels, Morty. <laughs> it's it's on YouTube. It's a funny clip, but you know okay. they're little they're little jerks. I, I I haven't done anything really to talk with animals. I I have wanted to just so I can talk to um Scratch. Now the nice thing about talk speak with animals, this was a change they made that I really liked, is that once you get speak with animals. Uh, on it just stays on until you take a long rest it doesn't just go there's not like a a timed um there's not like a timed uh heckin uh duration on it it's just like no no this is here for this is here until we get uh you know until you take a long rest so you have access to it another thing they did that i liked that I don't think you would know up front. Well, really, they don't even tell you this exists. With you know your mind control Ilyth powers, Ilyth yes. powers. So Ilithid. Um, they don't really tell you that exists, but so you get that once a day. But if you take each character into a social situation, they each can use it during a day. Oh yeah. Well, because here's the the nice thing is you can switch which character you are specifically controlling at a time. You don't have to say, I am always, you know, Shatticus the Magnificent. You can say, all right, I'm I'm now going to take Shadowheart, and Shadowheart's going to be the one that has this conversation. Yeah, and or, that, that, that can help you or hurt you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Some people don't want to talk to everybody. Well, and sometimes, like, you might want to punch out a little bitch that almost got a bunch of people killed by goblins because he's being a douche to the the head tiefling guy, and you wouldn't want your wizard trying to punch them out. You have um, lots of options on that front, and there's... You can rotate between them. 
one thing that is also nice is, for example, something from um, something that is modified from fifth edition is the fact that um, if you have someone who knows the guidance cantripped, you can just choose to add it on. Um, and so you're like, I have the role here, and then I can go modifiers and go, oh, I want this person to do guidance and this person to cast friends to maximize my social interactions. And it does and, some, it does some interesting things. Like, I know if I go in a cave and suddenly like there's a perception check, I need to like stop what I'm doing and like look around. Mm-hmm. But that that usually is like, oh, this. There's a statue over there that looks kind of sus. I'm gonna go have, I'm gonna go break the party up and have um, Asteron hide and wander about to look for switches to turn it on. Yes. So, um, yes, there. Here, here, the best advice I can give is if you are going to play Baldur's Gate three, read your controls very closely. Because what you're going to want to do is make sure that you know what all of your controls do because there's going to be stuff that you can do you didn't even realize. Or you might there's, forget, like, I was trying to get to this cliff and forgot I could just hit jump and jump over yes. there. You've got jump stuff. You have... Um, push. You've got your... Yes, your push attack, which was an, another bonus action they added, which was really nice. You have your ability to... Because your your characters will move as a group unless you decouple them. And if you decouple one of them and send your rogue off to look for traps, then that means that you don't have to you know, you don't have to worry about your wizard in the group who is you know, who is statted up like a doddering old fool or whatever and doesn't notice any of the traps and doesn't have the hit points and goes down immediately. You don't have to do that. Yeah, Gale's a bit brittle. Um, well, I, yeah, I'm, it doesn't even have to be Gale. Um, it could be, um, it could be, it, you know, if you made your own wizard or sorcerer or whatever. The rogue's pretty squishy too. Well, at least Astron is. He can be. Um, but you have options, and there are. The thing that impresses me about this game is that they have taken the feel of tabletop 5th edition and successfully ported it into a video game, but made improvements. And they did that. They did the most important thing, I think, when it comes to PC RPGs is they they made it turn based, which is the superior way to do this instead of real time with pause. I, I don't. Yeah, that that is it. it it feels like you're sitting around the table doing your initiative passes. And I like that. It, it feels... It feels comfortable. It feels... You know, it, it, it feels like you're sitting around the table playing with your friends. It just so happens... This is the kind of thing that Wizards of the Coast has wanted to try and shoehorn in. Um, they wanted to get AID and d in and stuff like that. It's like... Apparently, you just had to get these guys to make Baldur's Gate 3, but... Yeah, I'm surprised, because it really feels... It feels a lot like D&D, &D and, like, I was worried they were just going to make this Divinity 
with a D&D skin, and they did not do that. No, they did not. Um, I mean, this honestly, feels authentic. Honestly, for me, the biggest mar against it is the awkward, like, sex stuff they crammed in here. Yeah, like I said, it, 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 the game can get pretty horny if... Uh... Yeah, I wish there was a way, like, I want to, like... I would, like... I would, like, 20% horny. Because <laughs> I, I watched a video of, like, I think it was an ogre battle, and they, like, came up, like, they opened a door, and, like, the ogres are, like, fucking, and then they have to fight them. <laughs> and I was just like, ugh. <laughs> they did put that in there. Um, the game is rated M for mature. But... It probably should be adult, honestly. But... That, yes, the horny could be turned down a little bit, but it's still fun and it's still a good game. And Um, they don't humor it to death like they didn't like quip this to death. Like there's there's been some humor, but it's been more dryish stuff so far. Yeah, you've got you've got some quips here and there. You're it's um, from the character. It's from the characters that exist to do it. It's usually from Astra and Erk. Well, one of the things that happens is you can pick – they call them origin characters. You can pick a pre-made character to play. Which is one of the NPC companions. It's one of your companions. Or you can do custom origin and make the character however you want. If you do custom origin, none of their lines are voiced, and that's not really a problem. Think of the difference between Fallout 3 and New Vegas to Fallout 4. The voice protagonist, I did not like. It, it it just, I don't know. It it broke, it it broke the fun for me somehow. But, I feel like you're picking what you're saying. Yes, it does feel more like you're picking, and it's also like in Fallout Four because if you were like agree with him, disagree with him, angrily disagree with him, or ang- you know be angry, yeah. and the angry is angrily agreeing with him. Well, I guess you're right. And it's like, no, 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 no. But the options in Baldur's Gate 3 are agree, disagree, deception roll, persuasion roll, and then class roll. But it follow. it's not – it's exactly what you put in there. It's yeah, what it's the not other like, characters react to. It's not to. like Mass Effect 1 where everyone put in that option to do something and then Shepard like totally just punches someone out. And that's like, that's not what I told him to do. Yeah. What was that? Oh, what was that situation? Because it seemed like well, it – do you know what I'm talking about with that one? If it's the reporter, I always just chose to punch the reporter yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, it's the reporter because it seems like just like to, to – it, it wasn't – it seemed innocuous and then you just punched them out. I mean I'll be honest with you. I wanted to punch that reporter out. Or like um, L.A. Noir, where you think it's going to be a fairly innocuous thing and then you just like freak the fuck out on them. It's like that's not what I wanted. <laughs> I, I never played L.A. Noir. It's it's decent, but yeah, you you essentially do what you um you should do. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to remember. Oh, Gail just went uber dark on me. By the way. Yeah. Whenever did you discover what Gail has? He just like, talked about his need for um items. Things. Yeah. Yeah, and he's um, eyeballing he's eyeballing a certain other artifact we've had since the start. Oh yeah, that's um, that's gonna go bad. 
Yeah, I can't be having that. But I gave him the fancy hat though that you find early on, so he looks ridiculous in his like aristocrat <laughs> hat. Okay. He's got his robes and his hat. Yeah. Excellent. And then I got I have a magical axe, I think, for my fighter that I got off. So the, the the couple of things I don't like about this game. So one when you deal with vendors, I don't like that screen. That's far too com- convoluted in my opinion there's there's it feels like it feels like there sh- it is missing some shortcuts it should have it feels like um, they had something they went for and ran out of time and it's half baked which is interesting because this is really the only thing that happens with that i've come across so far but you know if i'm taking stuff to barter with a vendor you would think I can double click this and put it in the barter space, right? Nope. Yeah. You have to click and drag and click and drag and click, which, okay, I'll admit that's a pretty pithy complaint. But when everything else is at the level it's at, this it seems out of place. When it makes you when it makes you not want to go to the vendor and then you have to trade even more stuff because you're avoiding it, it's a problem. Yeah, it's it's not. Um, and then well, our, our friend Justin said it's better with the controller, but movement and trying to deal with the camera, I feel, is a little jank more than it should be compared to everything else. Um, I have some minor complaints with the enemy AI when it comes to doors, but uh, like my complaints are mostly... Well, and there's some graphical stuff. There's some weird graphic stuff. There's some stuttering and like... I've seen some scenes do a couple of weirdo things. Um, that's but, just going to happen with a game this big, though. But that's stuff you can yeah. patch out too. That's like yeah, like uh, but I the performance is pretty good. Like for for being such an early release, like usually these things are nightmares on a PC, and um, yeah, my computer barely gets hot playing it. Yeah. It, this just seems really well done the whole way around. Is there stuff that we that you look at and say, I wish this was done differently? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do not mishear me. There's some stuff I look at and go, gosh, I uh, sure wish it wasn't like that. But it's okay. You know, it, no, it, there's. I think that there's a certain... Okay, I need to phrase this properly. It feels like that there is a certain expectation in terms of game ratings that the game has to be utterly and completely perfect in every way and nothing for, you know, for it to be rated a high score. And it's like, oh, well, it doesn't do this. Then it's, it's not that good. It's like, no, hang the hell on. My rating system means that I'm looking at stuff that's like, hey, you know, is how is the overall feel of the game? Because there are some games that I have very much enjoyed. And then there are some game, you know, they have a great feel. And then there are some games when it's like, um, you know, like these pieces are good, but the rest of this is not what I'm, I'm looking for. Honestly, a truly memorable RPG, especially a CRPG to me, 
has jank to it. Like if it's too polished, it's forgettable. Well, it, it takes a little bit of the fun out. You and, need, you know, you, you those, can kind of tune out. Like, you need those rough edges. Like, we keep coming back to New Vegas, but New Vegas has a lot of problems. Like, if you're going to play that on PC, like, you need... The first thing you need to do once you download it is go to the mod list and get, like, the stuff that, fin- like, gets rid of the bugs, like, finishes the quests off that they cut, like... like Yeah, you need the stability patches. Yeah, and you need the content patches to fix stuff and, like, the graphics upgrades... But also the jank is what the jank is what makes it fun. Like the well, if I do this, like I can break this here because that's fun or or things like that. Sometimes breaking a game is part of the fun. And then there are others where it's like, okay, I um you know, I'm going uh I don't want to play the busted option. I don't yeah. want to be the most bestest at this. I want, I want, you know, to go with the, you know, the fun concept. And that's what I'm going to do here. As opposed to, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to borrow a phrase here. I'm, (laughs) I'm ass kick soul shitter and I'm going to wreck everything there is. And it's like, look, man, at uh, one playthrough of that. Cool. But if there's no struggle, there's no triumph. And sometimes I want to have, you know, my concept character see just if they can do it. Yeah, I've in this game, I've socialed my way through most things, if I can. That, for me, has been one of the things I've had the most fun with. Because I like the fact that I don't have to fight my way through everything. I like the idea that I can... There's a social puzzle to it that I can, instead of having to be like, how are you? Die, heretic. Oh, God, not again. It can be like, how are you? I'm well. Where do you hail from? Oh, your accent sounds like mine. Where do you hail from? Well, I'm from this place. Really? That's where my mother grew up. I carry some. And, you know, you can you can work your way around some of that stuff. And it, for me, that's more fun as opposed to just being like, Okay, I kick in the door and I'm gonna stab that guy. But okay, you get some variety that way. Yeah, like before I came on here, I got the goblin out finally after putting that off, and we were going through the side cave and I healed some passed out person, and they're from the town. And they're like, oh, they noticed you broke the goblin out, and I just lied to him like, oh yeah, they told me to let her out, and he's like, oh okay. Yeah, and and it you you have a benefit from playing. You know, take your pick. There's there's a good there's a good reason to play a warlock instead of a wizard. There's a decent reason, you know, or a sorcerer instead of a wizard. There's a good reason to have a bard along. It's like, hey, guess what? Um, bards can be pretty handy. Yeah. You don't have to just. There you are, don't there have are to some, gamify it. Right. And if you if you're not pay, playing on the base difficulty level you can multi-class too now i'm not familiar enough with it to want to do the higher difficulties yet but it is there i just picked the i'm on the medium setting i think okay so yeah you can multi-class in that if you want Did you to take the casual mode or whatever yeah because i wanted to play through the story i wanted i wanted the experience of the story before i wanted to be like 
you know, white knuckling through some of the fights. It hasn't been too bad on um, medium. Well, like I said, whenever I go back around, then I'll play it on a, on a higher difficulty. But for the moment, I'm my just early, having a good time. My early issues, I had wandered off before I found everyone, and I was running into fights that expected you to have a full, full party. Yeah, you definitely got to have that full party. Yeah, and th- then once I had a full party, that went away. Yeah. Well, the action economy will get away from you very, very quickly. Yeah, you um, just don't have enough... You just don't have enough actions to deal with those. Yeah. So if um, and it really loves it, really loves throwing archers at you early. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think part of that is training you to think in more uh, than I charge, I hit thing, I charge. I hit, and they're trying to encourage you to consider things differently. Um, it's, you know, archers, elevation, stuff like that. I think that's why. Yeah. So I was thinking about it and like I said, I'm still kind of early, really early into it, but so far it's probably like more than 8.5. Like it's actually a game that made a good first impression, but it gets better the more you play. And I was thinking probably with time, this is, I mean, even where I'm at now, this is probably already getting close to being in my in my top 10 computer rpgs uh yeah yeah i would agree with that i'm i'm pulling my um my list real quick and it could be because and i could see when i finish it it could be mount rushmore level if it if it holds yeah it's got potential on that front if we get to the part in the story where it just goes completely off the rails then i'm gonna start getting i'm gonna get really annoyed but and there's expansions and stuff too they could add they could really they could and the other fun thing that could happen is we could get into some some interesting mod territory we're not there right now because i mean it's less than a week old but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with mods, you know, some you said with New Vegas, there's some stability mods that straighten that's, things out. That's half the reason I play on PC is because of mods. Like, I yeah. mean, there's some games, there's some games you need like mods for, especially yeah, some of those and, older games that like are abandoned. You need just like mods to get the graphics so you can see them on a modern monitor. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's why you can't. Nobody re-released Fallout Three is because they can't get around. Fallout Three was not made with the idea of compute with threaded processors being a thing. No, and buy it on GOG because the Steam version's busted. Well, that's what I mean. Is they weren't set up for that, but um, well, it weren't the, the the GOG version does work on a modern Windows machine. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't need to remember that. Yeah, I know it's dumb. <laughs> but um steam should stop selling it honestly well whoever put it on steam needs to fix their stuff yeah i'm not going to blame steam themselves for it um you know steam is set up as the marketplace i'm not going to yell at them but yeah but um but you yeah, know there's it's um it's a strong game it is. It's it's really at least as far along as uh, I'm into it. It's really well done. It's really fun, and I you know I haven't even played through all the classes yet. 
Well, and you know, it's... I will say the one thing you have to be okay with if you're going to play this game is you have to be okay with sitting down for an hour and a half and maybe not accomplishing much of anything. That's true. Sometimes you're gonna, your progression's going to slow down. Because you're going to be talking to people, you might sell some stuff, you might go to camp and talk some peop- to some people and maybe have a fight and maybe get a couple of quests. But there's there's times where I've played like an hour and a half and I'm like, eh, I had fun, but I didn't really like... Like, some, like, like, I think yesterday I played for about 90 minutes and I didn't accomplish much. But then I played for an hour before we got on tonight and I, like, pushed the story forward, like, on three different fronts. Yes. It, it, it's, it's, it goes in fits and starts sometimes. And that's not a bad thing. Um, because the, um, the inconsistent pacing is going to, um, it's going to benefit you because then it keeps you paying attention. It keeps you on your toes. And there's um, there's some bits of story that won't happen until you long rest. Yes, that's also true. Um, the system they have for the long rest, short rest stuff is is good because you can just you get two short rests per long rest, as to be expected. Those don't take up supplies like a long rest no. does. Yeah, long rest. The way they did it is to, in order to long rest, you have to have X amount of supplies to do it. Yeah. And you know what? That's a pretty good system because you can't just stop and long rest all the time. Yeah, and you don't want to because stuff happens when you long rest, especially with the main story. I don't know if that happens because I've only long rested twice, I think, so far. Yeah, um, and the short rest, like you said, you get the two of them. You have to be judicious with them, but they also just happen real quickly and refresh you. Yeah. So. Well, and, like, long rest restore your, like, potions and scrolls, too. So um, it really behooves you to use up all your stuff before you rest. Right, right. But, yeah, I, I had the big, like, reveal, like, with um, with the... The spirit you pick in the beginning of what they look like, I finally met her on the second long rest. Yeah. Um, there's also, well, I'll put it this way. This is, on Steam, a $60 game. It feels worth that price. Oh, it would be worth, I actually think this would be worth, if I paid 100 for this, I wouldn't feel ripped off so far. Well... I didn't want to go that far. I just wanted to say that, you know, if you buy it, you're, I don't feel like you're missing out. Um, no, but, definitely. But, uh, it's, yes, if, 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 um, D and D flavored RPGs are your thing. And I believe it is, it is worth, uh, it's worth your time. So, um, hey, I'd say, you know, go for it. Um, and WrestleQuest got delayed, so. I can't be mad at that, you know? No. Uh, WrestleQuest getting delayed actually kind of impresses me. And here's why, is WrestleQuest getting delayed means that they were actually doing quality control before the release. And, and they found a big issue 
they're like, oh, this is a problem. We can't release the game with this problem in it. And I was like, I am blown away by the fact that you guys actually found the problem and said we're not going to put a you know actually stopped it they didn't say they didn't release it and go oh by the way there's bug they're like nope this is an issue and we're not releasing it with this issue that was fantastic so according to how long to beat main story is 30 and a half hours main plus sides is 52 hours completionist hasn't been is blank still so um (laughs) That sounds about right. That's about the perfect game to me because I hate when you play one of these and it's like the main story is 52 hours and it's like there is no way that story is worth. It's it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds about right for what I think a good RPG should be is about 30 hours. And then you can that's that's just playing the main quest. That's not like wandering around because I don't know about you, but I've been, like, spending time exploring all my healing options for the main quest. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'm I just kind of taking things as they come, so I haven't decided yet how I'm going. Um, it, I don't want to get into it too much with... They're all some uh, flavor of disappointment. Well... I don't want to get too far into it yet because I just kind of want to enjoy it as it goes. I want to get in. I want to play as a druid now to be a badger. Oh, yeah. Um, one thing that I. Okay, so casters. If you've never played this before, or you only played older editions of D&D. Casters get something called cantrips. Um, it was basically it's a magical attack you can do if you're out of spell slots. They're level zero spells. Yeah, except they're not like 3.5 level zero spells like Acid Splash and 3.5 did uh, acid damage, just one. In 3.5, they, they finally came up with something called reserve feats. So if you had the reserve feat for fire and you had a fire spell prepared, if you're a wizard or if you had one on your list as a sorcerer and you still had a spell slot, then you could just be like, I'm using this. It, this is the attack. It does this much damage. I can do this all day. And there, someone was like, hey, that's actually nice. That's not super frustrating. And so you you have that in this game. Um, all the casters have that. And there, there are different flavors. You know, the wizards, warlocks, and sorcerers draw off the same spell list. So you could have Firebolt or Ray of Frost or Acid Splash. I think Thundershock is an early... Thunderwave is a first-level spell. Um, But they also have... Brad mentioned the um, environment interactivity. If you use... If there's water or blood on the ground, because that happens a lot, and you use Ray of Frost, guess what? It'll freeze it. It makes it difficult terrain. You have to make saves not to slip and fall. Druids have Produce Flame. And Produce Flame is pretty dead gum solid. Um, at least for the starter of me playing a druid, dude has that produced flame has been clutch. It has hit almost every time. Magic missile is so, really good in this too. Yeah, magic missile is um, well, it's a first level spell. You can upcast it, but each level you cast it at, you get a new missile 
And magic can, missile always hits. Well, and you can you can multi-target it too. Yes, you can. Um, little little bit of advice if you're dealing with a caster who casts something that has a concentration to it, because there are some spells you have to concentrate in order to maintain them. And you fight, you throw a magic missile at like let's say you threw a fireball at someone who's maintaining a spell, and they made the save. Okay, they've passed that. But if you use magic missile as the same level as fireball, which I think it's a level three spell, they have to make the save three times because there's three magic missiles. So you can be like, oh, you made that concentration save. Have another one. And then if they fail, if they fail it, you can throw it somewhere else. Or if they save it, you can throw it there. Yes. Magic missile is is very versatile. Yeah. So the thing that I look at with this is um, Baldur's Gate. If I sit back and be objective, because I'm getting ready to compare things that are that are not the same. But Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be a better overall product than AEW Fight Forever is. But I still like Fight Forever. I still have fun with it. There, there are, By the way, there are some notes already about things that are coming out for that. There's um, a patch. There's a flaw in the – because they used the Unreal Engine for it that they're working on fixing it. Um, there's another patch that's coming. Stadium Stampede's coming. They have more more, you know, people to add to the roster coming, that sort of stuff. But, I mean, at least of what I've played, Baldur's Gate 3 is, is game of the year. Um, I don't know if it's my game of the year, because Zelda's pretty good. I haven't played Zelda. Yeah. So for me, it's game of the year. It's been a tough year, actually. It's been a good year because Fire Emblem Engage came out and Zelda came out. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this came out. And Final so. Fantasy 16 is supposedly pretty good, too. I don't know, man. I got off the Final Fantasy train after after 10. I just, I just said I was done. Because um, I got so frustrated with it, but... I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I might give it a try when it's on sale. Okay. Well, I think that's about it for my opinions on it. Like I'd say, good game, pretty good game so far. Yeah. Um, it, looking at it and saying, hey, this is. You said probably in the neighborhood of eight point five for where you are so far. Yeah, I said eight I... at first. It's it's. It started between, saying at an 8 or an 8.5, and it's crept up to an 8.5, and I could see it creeping to a 9 the further I go. Yeah, I, I think it's got I, – I, I, it's a phrase I'm looking for here. Because it really throws a lot of new stuff at you, like very organically. Yes, it's organic. Nothing feels forced, and it's um, – it's done. It's done very solidly. So, uh, you know what? I, I think it's worth your time. I would. I'm holding off on a rating until I get a, a completed playthrough. But, but, uh, but yeah, very good. So, I think that's what we were going to do this week. Um, yeah, this is not really up Matt's alley. So. We yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna. Well, we're while he's out, we're probably gonna avoid wrestling just because um, 
I really hate to do viewing stuff and one of us miss out. Yeah, because the three of us are on the same page with a lot of stuff, but we also have a bit diversity of opinion on that, too. So yeah, we don't want to. And usually most of the things we watch, we're excited to watch. So it's it's, you know, really does so someone doesn't miss out. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, everybody out there, um, we'd love to hear from me on social media. What do you think about, you know, Baldur's Gate three? Yeah, it's only been out a week, but are you having fun with it? Um, uh, we're Brad and I are kind of piecing together stuff that we're going to do for the next little bit, but, uh, Hey, we're still going to be here. We're still going to be putting out episodes. So, and, um, you know, if you guys got questions or anything, hit us up on social media. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Brad, anything else you wanted to say for this? Nope. I think that's it for me. All righty. So everybody out there, if you're listening when it drops or if you're listening later, doesn't matter. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you very much. And so this is Shad and Brad. Um, I need a different tagline for this, but thank you for being with us. And uh, you all have a good week. <laughs>